Hey, and welcome to the Board Game Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Nick Angiers. This is episode six, where I'm telling you about my experience working for Asmodee at Shucks 2019. So Asmodee is the largest uh, hobby tabletop gaming company in the world. They spent several years acquiring left and right. Uh, they own Catan, they own uh, Plat Hat Games, um, Fantasy Flight Games. So they're huge. And then they were sold off uh, in 2018, I believe, to a large uh, investment firm. But they're still around and they give lots of uh, autonomy to the, um, the companies that they own. So they're still doing their own thing. They're just under one uh, umbrella. And they have offices, their main offices, in the, um, actually in France. So they're, they're a French company originally. And then they have offices you know, in the UK, in the US and one in Canada, which is in Quebec. And then Shucks is the Shut Up and Sit Down Expo. So it's um, the largest board game convention in BC for sure. I think the largest in Canada. So this was their third year and they had about 2000 people over three days. And Shut Up and Sit Down, if you're not aware, is a team of people who do board game reviews. They're from the UK and they've lived in Vancouver so they decided to do their convention here. And it's great, it's a lot of fun to run really well and just really friendly. Uh, so this year was my second year going. I decided to reach out to Asmodee to see if they needed any demoers. I'd heard that a great way to get more involved with the board game industry is to demo at conventions. Before that I had demoed at Dice Tower Con in Florida, which was a lot of fun. And so with Asmodee, they actually pay their demoers, so it's not really volunteering because it's compensated. And uh, I reached out to them via their form and they asked for availability. Uh, like what shifts you're available to work and I just put everything so Friday Saturday Sunday whenever you need me for whatever booth and they ended up putting me in two shifts so oh by the way it doesn't pay a whole lot it's about $15 an hour uh, so for uh, the the full weekend um, I got paid like less than $200 but uh, they cover your badge, which is great because the badges for Shucks are quite expensive. It's at the Vancouver Convention Center, which is a, a very nice venue, but the badges are like $180 alone. So uh, it was worth it for, just for that. But I also got some really cool experience. So my first day, I was demoing Keyforge. And Keyforge is a unique uh, card game, unique being that uh, each deck is different. So out of all the, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of decks floating around the world, every one is different. So it has like a, a different name. Uh, and then there are nine factions, or there were nine factions to start off with. And then there's a, a combination of three. So of course the combinations are going to repeat, but the cards for each faction in each particular deck uh, are completely unique. So it's very cool, and it's a great game. Uh, I had played it a couple times before that, but to teach it, I just needed a quick refresher, and then 
I was asking the other staff questions for the first hour or so, and then I was comfortable teaching it after that. So uh, <laughs> for that reason, I like it much better than Magic the Gathering, which I still don't really get. I've played it half a dozen times. There's just so many rules, and they they add new ones over the years. So if you're new, it, new to it, then it's a very high learning curve. Keyboard is great, and that was a lot of fun. It was busy, like I was teaching the whole time for about six hours, and uh, I didn't get a lunch break until like two o'clock, which is pretty late for me. So I was really hungry, um, but it was fun. It was cool to to be part of the team, uh, who were all really great. And so that was the first day, and then I had two more shifts. Both of them were for Pandemic. So Pandemic's a cooperative game in which you're trying to stop diseases from um, <laughs> spreading around the, the world, kind of like right now, but four of them at the same time. And uh, this is a really popular game, of course. Uh, it's a modern classic. And they even have um, a, like a, a tournament for this one. So it's called Pandemic Survival. And this was their fifth year. They were doing the World Finals in Vancouver at Shucks, just as I was working for the, the parent company uh, who owns uh, Z-Man Games. Uh, and I actually got put in uh, Pandemic Survival as one of the judges. So that was cool. <laughs> Very cool. And... Um, by judging, all I really had to do was be like a rules lawyer and watch over the teams. The teams were from all over the world, uh, they're all in pairs. So we had a team from France, from Japan, Canada, and the U.S., of course, um, Spain. And if you're curious how they did it, so each team had the same setup, so uh, the same board layout and the same deck of cards. So the, the deck was stacked. And then each team would make different decisions, and you try to last as long as you could. So if you lost, like if you had too many uh, outbreaks, or uh, if you ran out of cubes of any color, then you'd lose and you'd be eliminated from the round. And then they'd do several rounds over the, the two days. And in the end, it came down to Canada and France, and France barely uh, sneaked out with the win. So... Uh, Canada was eliminated right before France would have been in the following round. So needless to say, the, the final round was uh, very tense and also very difficult. Like, it started off, there was just outbreaks everywhere, the way the deck was designed. Uh, I got to wear a lab coat, of course. And by this time, the players knew the game really well. Like, they didn't need me to point out simple rules. They're already, like, semi-professional players, as close as you can get to professional players for Pandemic. Uh, a lot of it was language barrier, so uh, some cards that appeared, they might need some reminding of what the cards do, but they already know the cards really well. Um, there are expansions mixed in there. And then just uh, upkeep, so making sure that uh, they, they cleared off cubes at the right time, and then everybody was done before they started the next round. So in terms of difficulty, it wasn't that hard. Uh, it was just really tense because I didn't want to make any mistakes. And also, just the, um, the tension of the, the competition was, was really exciting. And the highlight was, I got to meet Matt Leacock himself. He was there for the whole tournament. Uh, so that's the designer of Pandemic. And he was a super cool guy. I got to chat with him. I'm always nervous when I meet these people because they're like, in my eyes, they're celebrities and really cool people. 
but they're always so down to earth and and I don't know why I get so anxious about talking to them. But anyway, uh, after I knew he was there, the second day I brought the, the cover of my Pandemic Legacy box, because I don't need it anymore, right? And asked him if he could sign it for me. And not only did he sign it, but he spent like a good five or six minutes doing like a, a, a drawing on it. So he drew me a coupon that says it can be redeemed for one free outbreak, <laughs> uh, which is the opposite of what I asked uh, like some kind of immunity during um, a pandemic game and uh, but <laughs> I was really nice of him to, to spend the time doing that so that was one of the coolest souvenirs I've ever gotten and just that whole experience of being involved with that tournament was so memorable and was definitely my highlight of the convention and it made me so glad that I had done it Okay, so in summary, uh, demoing at conventions is really fun uh, as a volunteer. Uh, it's also a good way to, to cut down expenses you know, if, you, if you don't want to pay that much. And you get to do some behind-the-scenes work. So if I had just been there as an attendee, I might have been able to you know, sh shake Matt Leacock's hand. But being involved uh, on a, a deeper level just made it feel different. Like I actually felt I was part of the... The community and the industry more so no matter what side of the board game industry you're thinking of getting into I think it's it's definitely a good idea to get involved with conventions either as a volunteer or in some capacity uh, and then it's also a great experience for me because uh, I eventually want to, to host my own conventions so I need a lot of experience behind the scenes to learn the ropes Alright, that's all for this episode. Next episode is number 7. And this time I'd like to share some of my thoughts about board game design. So I have dabbled in designing board games, but I've never really taken the plunge and gone all out and done a Kickstarter and that kind of thing. So I'd just like to talk about that in the next one. Thanks so much for listening, and happy gaming! <laughs>